Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the wartime mentality, and it's my pleasure to welcome to the studio Dave Merkel. He's the CEO and co-founder of Expel. Dave, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Yeah, Tom, great to chat with you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Dave, it's been a while since we've spoken. Tell me a little bit about Expel and the work that you're now doing with this company. Yeah, yeah, we we started Expel back in August of 2016, and, and the problem we saw uh, was basically this: the security talent shortage is really not going away anytime soon. And when I think about that problem, it's a CISO top top three problem, right? Problem one: bad guys. Okay. Problem two: uh, probably I would say the pace of the change of the attack surface you're protecting. Problem three: can't get anybody or can't keep them. And the markets that grew up to address that, you know, the, the ancient legacy one was you know, the MSSP market, right, has been around for a while. And then there's been a variety of other managed security services that really aren't quite fully hitting the mark when it comes to helping CISOs deal with the fact that you got to hire a bunch of security operators. If you want to be serious, it's 24 seven. Uh, and the quality level in that market is just abysmal. And we said, you know what, there's there's an opportunity here to take a more technology-centric problem, provide a comprehensive managed offering, uh, and really solve the problems CISOs want solved. You know, use the investments you've already made, get you all the way to done, all the way to answers and remediation, uh, and provide you know, high value at, at high scale. And so that's why we started Expel, was to, to take a swing at that. And uh, you know, we're uh, you know, three plus years in, and I have to say, having quite a bit of success. Dave, when we last spoke, it was five years ago, you were with FireEye. At the time, you were very mm -hmm. concerned about the vulnerability of enterprises being mired in what you called a peacetime mindset. Have you seen yeah. positive changes in the five years since? You know, I, I, I have. And, and actually, um, you know, quite frankly, Expel wouldn't exist if those changes really weren't occurring. And, and what I mean by that is increasingly customers do care about having a more active mindset about protecting themselves. You know, there's not anybody else that's going to just do it for them. And I think there's a much broader acceptance and understanding that there, there, are, there are bad guys. They are going to attack you. They will be of widely varied sophistication, but don't be surprised if it's a nation state. And, and that's less of an, an argument these days. There's a much broader awareness. Uh, and so, so that's a positive. Another positive I see is the level of dialogue, particularly in enterprise businesses, and, and I'm going to go ahead and define that. Like if you say a thousand employees and larger are starting to get some serious revenues, I'm really counting that as some size of enterprise, some size of, of long-term going concern uh, that probably has or could have, depending on vertical, a, a security mindset. The conversations that they're having are more senior in the organization or potentially in the boardroom. Uh, board members are sometimes proactively asking questions. And when that starts happening, it really does uh, drive a change in mindset, a change in attitude about whether or not the things you're doing are, are effective. So, Dave, let's restate what we talked about five years ago. What's the difference between a peacetime mindset in a wartime mindset, and I guess I'll add to that, what does it matter to the CISO? Sure, sure. The uh, Thinking back to our conversation, oh gosh, five years ago, um, five plus years ago, the uh, the analogy I used was, was this. I was comparing, uh, just from my own experiences, peacetime military versus wartime military behaviors. In a peacetime military, it's not super efficient. You are focused on readiness, but it's governed by drill and training and regulation. And there's an opportunity for a lot of extra sort of kind of bloat and ineffectiveness because there's not a true bottom line because the business you're in is making war and there's no war going on. 
in a wartime military, it's a very different mindset, um, at least a wartime military where you've been given clear military objectives. Uh, in that case, you have a bottom line. You've been told what the orders are. It's, you know, get up this hill by this date with these resources. And that tends to drive a lot of inefficiency out of the process. And the very critical, important things tend to happen in a much crisper fashion. And what I was really referring to was the uh, mapping that to, to CISOs is sort of a, a peacetime, eh, I'm not going to be attacked mindset around security where you may be doing something for a variety of reasons, but they may be hard to articulate and they don't drive a very crisp bottom line versus what I think is the reality of a majority of organizations today where no, there's bad guys. There is a bad guy somewhere that wants your stuff. And the fact of the matter is they're going to actively try on a regular basis to take it. And that has a, a very clear line to, to a wartime military unit where no, you're gonna to need to practice the things you've preached and you're gonna to need to operationally try to counter the bad guy on a regular basis. And I think that tends to bring into focus your objectives in a much, much crisper fashion. Uh, and it also makes it easier to have clear business conversations with the rest of the organization. So I'm thinking back to 2013 when FireEye released its first big APT report and that was 60 Minutes News. The world has changed significantly since then. How have you it seen sure the has. threats? How have you seen the threats and the threat actors evolve, particularly on a nation-state level? Yeah, I'll give you a couple of thoughts. First of all, I want to mention, besides the threat actors themselves, this public perception where it is kind of becoming regular news. But to your point, when we did the APT report back in the day, I mean, it was it was all over the place. It was all anybody was talking about for a very extended period of time. Now. You know, a headline or a comment that nation state XYZ may be hacking us, like that is now the common expectation. So any one event doesn't have nearly the level of, of notoriety. Uh, it's sort of this steady, uh, steady drumbeat. When I look at the attackers themselves and the kinds of things that, that we see going on, uh, first, uh, not a ton has massively changed. A lot of the same techniques and approaches that we saw in the past are affected today. For example, business email compromise, phishing, you know, credential theft, that sort of thing. Hacking the human uh, remains a very, very inexpensive and highly effective way to begin the early stages of a breach. Um, we are seeing more aggressive use of, quote, malware-less techniques, uh, things involving various aspects of PowerShell, what have you. Uh, and that's because, I think, a lot of security technologies and programs have gotten more effective at finding some of the heavier attacks of yesteryear that maybe involved a lot more malware, a lot more malicious software code deployed in your environment. Well, getting pretty good at finding that stuff. And so attackers are trying to incrementally find quieter and quieter ways of, of maintaining a presence. Uh, but it's, it's not through some transformational approach that has totally turned the tables on the defenders. Uh, and last we are, lastly, we are seeing attackers uh, adapt to new compute paradigm. Uh, so as companies put things that matter in various aspects of cloud infrastructure and cloud applications, we are seeing attackers go that direction. Attackers do look different in those environments. Uh, the technologies you're using are different. The security signal that you have at hand to process and try to do your job and find those attackers is different. And the response process itself can be can be different, not radically different. It's not like you've got to learn an entirely new discipline, but you have different kinds of tools and techniques um, at your disposal, just as the attackers do. And so we're seeing some kind of beginning throes of adaptation uh, as as the, uh, the threats move towards where more and more assets are being placed, which is in some form of, of cloud repository, be it a SaaS application or, or a uh, uh, infrastructure platform. 
So in response to the attackers, how have you seen defenses evolve? And I guess I'll add to that, how have you seen the mindset evolve? On a positive note, I've continued to see an evolution of, frankly, some pretty good security technology. There is a lot of very interesting security product on the market. The downside is, and here I am a security vendor, I've been a security vendor previously, and you know we're trying to not be a part of the problem, but I'm not going to sit on some moral high ground and claim that, that we're not part of it. The security marketplace itself remains really confusing, uh, and it can sometimes be very difficult to tell the good stuff from, from the chaff. But there is a lot of great security product out there in a variety of domains to help uh, with the problem. Um, the cloud world's got farther to go. Let's just take simple examples like, you know, AWS, for example, so you run a bunch of stuff up there. There's some positive developments. Amazon themselves are doing a really good job continuing to add to the security capabilities of the platform itself. Uh, the product picture is a little bit more confusing, and, and part of that is product vendors trying to understand what threats will look like and what kinds of things would be useful. It's product buyers trying to figure out what use cases they want to solve for. So that's in its early stages. So there's some uh, some more work to do there, but that innovation cycle is happening. And lastly, I'd say uh, around mindset, the customers we would expect to care about having security that works we find by and large do. I think there's an increased self-awareness with organizations that have something to protect. If I go back a decade and, and think about the conversations I was having then, you might talk to someone and say, you know, real bad guys want your stuff, right? And you might go through a 15-minute conversation to get to the aha moment of, oh, yeah, maybe we do. I think that's very different today. I might still have one of those conversations, but there may be one or two in 10. And eight of 10 are ones where uh, the, the organization is self-aware of their assets, is at least a little bit aware of the kinds of threats that might be interested in them, and is trying to do something, maybe the right things, maybe the wrong things, but something to improve their posture uh, and do a better job going into the future. Dave, let's talk about your space a bit. What do MSSPs sure. such as Expel need to do to help organizations to, one, maintain that proper mindset and maintain appropriate defenses going forward? Yeah, I think there's a few things that are really important. You know, if you're looking for a, a managed provider, um, that managed provider really needs to come to the table and get you all the way to done. Uh, you know, the managed service of yesteryear where they would take 10,000 alerts and turn it into 1,000 alerts and give it to you, that's not really solving your problem. So managed providers that are leaning all the way in to get you all the way to answers, you know, here's an incident, who, what, when, where, why, how, and here's what you need to do to remediate. Uh, you know, those are the managed providers that I think are, are adding real value for their customers. Um, second, you've got to be transparent. Uh, as security as a function continues to gain more notoriety and visibility in the business, security needs to be able to talk the language of business and justify its spend and return on investment. That means providers to the CISO, like myself, need to be completely transparent with what that value is and highly accountable, and frankly, as accountable as if the CISO had hired their own security operations team. And that really involves being completely transparent with everything going on, frankly, in real time, uh, so that the CISO can, can drive that accountability in the uh, vendor-customer relationship. You need to support what the customer's already bought. So if you roll into an organization and say, hey, uh, that's cute, you've got this kind of firewall and this kind of endpoint, but you need to rebuy all this security kit before we can help you, like it's, it's 2020, what are you talking about? Like things have APIs, people have made investments. I think buyers should have an expectation that their managed uh, service vendor can help them get the value out uh, and enhance the value of dollars they've already spent. 
Uh, and then lastly, I've mentioned cloud a number of times in this conversation. If you're talking to a managed security services provider and they can't talk to you about cloud in a cloud native way, if they don't understand it intimately, if they can't bring a playbook and help you understand the problems that you should be looking to solve, then they actually aren't in the cloud and don't know what they're talking about. And I think in 2020, uh, that's table stakes. Fair points. Dave, I appreciate your time and insight today. Let's not let another five years go by before we speak again. <laughs> Sounds great, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. Again, we've been talking about the wartime mentality. I've been speaking with Dave Merkel. He's CEO and co-founder of Expel. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.